0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. Come to site now. Check out all the good stuff we have there as we slowly transition to Week 13. Not completely done here with Week 12. Uh, we'll uh, find out what happens in this final game of the week, the Ravens and Steelers. Uh, that game moved uh, all the way from last Thursday to this Wednesday, so We'll break that down for you before we dive into the back half of games in week 13 on matchup Thursday, including uh, the Ravens and Steelers uh, next games there. But today it's a matchup Wednesday. So we're going to take the first half of the games here. We have 15 games on the slate. Two teams are off this week. Those would be the Buccaneers and Panthers. So we'll talk about the first seven games here. They all happen to be 1 p.m. Eastern time games. No Thursday night game because the Cowboys and Ravens has been pushed back because of what happened last week. So we'll uh, dive into that here. So all the 1 p.m. Eastern Time games we'll talk about today. We'll talk about the later afternoon games and the leftover primetime games on matchup Thursday. Before we dive into the breakdowns of the games on this show, I got to tell you that this football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch the season. Pepsi's a freshman. You need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passion fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. All right, so conveniently, we'll do all the 1 p.m. games here, and we're going to also track the injury practice reports here as we go forward, and we'll have those updates for you on lineup Friday there going into the weekend's games, so... We'll have time, we don't have to rush into any Thursday action this week. Very critical for fantasy football, either the final week of the regular season or the first week of the playoffs in some cases. I hope it's the last week of the regular season, so we have a lot more at stake here, either seeding or getting into the playoffs in your respective leagues of different sizes. Alright, let's start with the Lions and Bears, shall we? Oh my, it is the Bears, a slight favorites here at home, minus three is the spread here. is the over-under on this one. So let's uh, break it down for the Lions. DeAndre Swift, let's hope he returns. Tough matchup to come back to. You figure he's going to be cleared now with that extra time after the Thanksgiving loss to the Texans in which he wasn't quite ready to be activated. So you figure DeAndre Swift is going to be in there. You're going to play him because of the volume, but Daryl Bevel now takes over as the interim head coach the offense coordinator so he's probably going to lean on swift as much as possible here going forward the bears are a tough matchup but swift can get involved in the passing game he's very good talent here he can do some damage we did see aaron jones and jamal williams have a little bit of success here so against the bears so swift has to be in there you might drop him down in more rb2 or flex category this week versus the rb1 potential which he would have had against the texans But still, you're going to take that, and he should get certainly the volume to justify playing him this week. Now, elsewhere, I can't really recommend too much on the Lions' side. You could look at uh, TJ Hawkinson. The Bears are actually vulnerable against the tight end. They're very good at covering on the outside with Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson. They're a little bit more vulnerable inside there in the slot. The Lions don't really have that uh, key slot guy. and Danny Amendola could return from the hip injury, but you're not going to necessarily trust him in a matchup this tough. So Swift, again, you're playing in a reasonable-sized league as an RB2 flex. G.J. Hawkins and Stace locked into your lineup as a tight end one. He's been pretty good of late, and getting involved certainly as a number one receiver. We'll see about Kenny Galladay returning. I don't feel great about that. Marvin Jones in a tough matchup as well with Matthew Stafford, so... I'm looking at Hawkinson and Swift from the Lions and not much else here on the road in uh, Chicago this week. Now, let's look at the Bears. Mr. Trubisky has a great history against the Lions. He had 242-3, and three. He led the big comeback there in week one. He's starting again over Nick Foles, who still has the hip injury issue. Trubisky had the turnovers, looked pretty sloppy against the Packers, but still had three touchdowns there, two to Allen Robinson, one to David Montgomery. Those principles again, will have a good game this week. You have Allen Robinson, a uh, good matchup here. The Lions can't cover anything. They gave up big games to Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks last week. So warrior and some of the guys that they have in coverage back there, Jeffrey is banged up as well, The rookie first-rounder. Very vulnerable on the back end. Desmond Trufant is washed at this point. So Allen Robinson locked in as a wide receiver one. Or this week. David Montgomery looks like an RB1 this week. Big game against Green Bay. Another great matchup here this time at home against the Lions. So Montgomery and Robinson look very good here. Trubisky, medium-sized league, 12-14. to He does get some starting consideration. That's how good this matchup is at home for Trubisky. Can you totally trust him? No. But if you're streaming quarterbacks, he's certainly a good direction to go with, especially with the ownership kind of low on uh, Trubisky. And certainly DFS, he gets some consideration this week. You really can't go elsewhere. You might want to think about Anthony Miller or... Darnell Mooney, or Jimmy Graham, but I'm not going to go there. I think we've seen it with Trubisky. He's going to get the ball in the hands of Robinson and Montgomery as much as possible. I don't think that's going to change. It's just a little bit more favorable matchup this week at home for the uh, Bears. Quarterback, who's trying to hold on to his job, or at least uh, audition for a job elsewhere next year if it doesn't work out. Coming back to the Bears as a first-round pick in 2017. Now the next game, we're still navigating who the quarterback is going to be for the Dolphins. There's talk about Tua Tagvola returning. We'll have to watch the betting lines in this one. I think the betting line could actually shrink if Tua Tagvola plays. Right now, the Bengals are 11.5-point underdogs here on the road. Fitzpatrick might have to play again. Tua kind of scratched late in the week with that left thumb injury. Saturday, we got the news, switched to Ryan Fitzpatrick. He put up a solid game. The passing game looked a little bit more dynamic. They're just reluctant to let Tua let things fly in the passing game. So let's kind of hope, if we've got Devontae Parker, that it's more of Ryan Fitzpatrick. We know Parker's been rather productive with Tua, but he's a lot more productive when Fitzpatrick's in. The whole passing game's a little bit better. We'll watch Miles Gaskin. I mean, it was pretty ugly backfield last week. Salvin Ahmed was out. They didn't want to use Matt Breed in big roles, and then he used the former... Raider DeAndre Washington in the lead role. So it's been kind of a revolving door, and uh, definitely what's been the clear indication is they don't trust Matt Preta with key touches on this team, no matter what. Uh, with young backs, uh, other backs, they're going to find someone else. So hopefully Gaskin can return and take advantage of this good matchup there that uh, Wayne Gallman really exploited last week. So, yeah, if Gaskin's in there, I think he's got nice appeal as an RB2. Devontae Parker as a wide receiver won this week. Elsewhere, I'm not stretching it. Mike Yusecki got back to relevance and scored, but he's been so hit or miss, and I don't know if they're going to need him as much in this game. They could grind it away with a little bit of throws to Parker in the running game and defense this week, and even more so if uh, Tua is in there. They'll be more uh, grinded out versus uh, willing to open up a little bit more with Fitzpatrick. So interesting that uh, Tua is the upside, the future guy, but – For now, you want Fitzpatrick to play to facilitate the production here for the uh, Dolphins principles. Now, for the Bengals, I think you look at T. Higgins and that's it. You really can't trust Gio Bernard or Samaj P. Ryan, anyone in this backfield, without Joe Mixon. He's still on IR. Without Joe Burrow, Brandon Allen is getting the ball to T. Higgins, but Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, Drew Sample, these guys are just not getting involved as much. So Higgins is pretty much the only way I'm going with, hopefully for more garbage production here with Brandon Allen for the Bengals in this one. All right, so there's uh, two games here on the 1 p.m. Eastern Time slate. A little appetizer for a near full slate, 15 games. We'll still have to uh, talk about five on the show, eight more games on tomorrow's show. Before we uh, get to the next wave of 1 p.m. games, i got to tell you that uh, this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Echelon. When it comes to staying in shape... Nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what's your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. With Echelon, you'll get world-class instructors who motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. All you have to do is go to echelonfit.com, and that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, echelonfit.com slash NFL, to take advantage of that uh, free trial offer. Once you go with Echelon Fit, you won't want to go back to any other way of staying in shape at Home. We'll be right back here to uh, break down the uh, next wave of games from Week 13 NFL. All right, uh, we uh, teased you what's coming ahead. We do have a matchup Thursday, so a little bit uh, more expanded with eight games we'll talk about tomorrow. Then we'll uh, come back there with lineup Friday, DFS Advice, DraftKings, FanDuel, injury updates, things you need to know going into the weekend for the main slate of games there on Sunday, and then uh, looking at uh, the added Monday and Tuesday action as well this week in the NFL and in fantasy football. So, yeah, we're deep into our season. We do this every week. Uh, we go from our Roundup Monday, pick up Tuesday, Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday, and Lineup Friday, and we'll do that all the way through Week 17 here in regular season mode to get you through your fantasy football playoffs and potentially beyond. All right, let's uh, dive into the next game we need to talk about. It's the Colts and the Texans. This one's in Houston, 51.5. Interesting line here. The Colts are only three to three-and-a-half point favorites on the road. The Texans have been playing a lot better since uh, no Bill O'Brien. Sean Watson's on fire. The Colts' defense has some injury issues. They had a lot of COVID stuff last week that really made them look bad against the Titans, so... Colts' defense starting to wear down when uh, facing some better offenses in this league, and the Texans certainly have become one of those. Let's start with the Colts in this one. T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman suddenly have appeal here with uh, Philip Rivers playing better. Also on the other side of things, the Texans, I think a lot of us made about Will Fuller getting the PED suspension, but Bradley Roby cannot be forgotten either. That's good news for Michael Pittman. He did get nine targets last week. Philip Rivers was a little off. The big plays went to T.Y. Hilton. So Hilton and Pittman more wide receiver three appeal here. Because I think this game, certainly with the implied totals here, could turn into a shootout. The Colts will try to run the ball here, but it's going to open up play action downfield. The Texans are pretty bad against the run. So we have to see what they do there. Is Jonathan Taylor going to return from the COVID list? Is it going to be Naeem Hines? I would lean towards Hines over Wilkins if it's Taylor in there. The game script could also keep Hines active if the Texans are able to... uh, get a lead or at least be competitive this one. So something to watch there with this backfield. Always hard to navigate. If you're going to go at the tight end, you're going to look at Trey Burton for the Colts. Again, Hilton having a little bit more value, had a little bit of juice, was a little rejuvenated last week in garbage time against the Titans. So maybe that'll carry over. But Pittman's still the targeted guy here, mostly from Phillip Rivers and should have a rebound game against his secondary. Might as well be the backfield we'll have to watch. But if it's Taylor, I would expect he's going to be the man here against this putrid uh, Texans run defense on the road this week. Not playing the Colts defense. This is faded as a thing here for Indy here. So, Rivers as you need him. He comes in as a solid 2QB league or deeper league uh, quarterback start this week. He's out of the top 12, but just barely. He should have some production. Facilitate Hildon Pittman and Burton here. And a good production for the running game, but we just have to see who's going to run the ball. In this one, for the Texans side of things, Deshaun Watson, he's locked in. He's loaded. It doesn't matter that Will Fuller's not playing. So that's the big news for the PD suspension. So his fantasy football season is done here. Big, big season as a wide receiver one. Coming off a monstrous game against the Lions. Brandon Cooks, however, has been pretty solid week in and week out. So he takes over as the number one. He's going to pepper with targets. So Brandon Cooks has to be consideration of the wide receiver two now with some upside here for the Texans. Now who will step up? There's no Randall Cobb. They got rid of Kenny Stills. We talked about this a little bit. Kiki Kuti is a pickup here. I don't know what his role is going to be. It's not the greatest matchup this week. You could see just Watson feeding Cooks a lot. They might get David Johnson back this week. So let's watch that. David and Duke Johnson there. The uh, David having the concussion. Uh, Duke hasn't looked all that great there. So we'll see. The Colts run defense. Uh, DeForest Buckner didn't play last week, and that really helped Derrick Henry and the Titans. So he could return and that uh, could uh, make us avoid the Johnsons here altogether. So really, if I'm going to feel totally comfortable about playing the Texans this week, I would say it's Watson and Cooks and uh, no other here, not even Jordan Akins. As the Colts are pretty good against the tight end, and Aikens has been hit or miss with his usage here. We'll see if it changes a little bit with no fuller. You figure it will be more checkdowns. Might help uh, Johnson and Akins a little bit, but not feeling it too much in this game. So, If I really want to trust someone, I think Cooks could get 12 to 15 targets easily in this game from Watson. Watson locked in here as a QB1 because of his throwing and running ability. The next game we'll talk about here, sticking with one team from the AFC South, traveling to a team in the NFC North. This one's got a pretty high total here, 52 points. The Vikings are 9.5 point favorites at home against the Jaguars. and This is good for the two running backs, two of the best running backs in fantasy football. The Vikings are are pretty vulnerable up front at this point. They've worn down here. We know they're shaking on the back end, so if DJ Chark can return, he could have a big role here. Colin Johnson is a little bit interesting here. If uh, Chark misses another game, Chris Conley, remember, he's the next best outside guy. Cole's been a slot guy, so is kind of a big play. Smaller guy on the outside, so Colin Johnson could be the next man up again. He seemed to have a good connection with Mike Glennon last week. So we'll watch that. Chark certainly could return. Conley could also come back, and that would uh, definitely kill Johnson's potential in this one. But James Robinson locked in as an RB1 here for you in another week. He just has big games every week. He's as much consistency as there's needed to be in this weird fantasy season. James Robinson has certainly provided that uh, across the board here uh, as a runner and now getting involved as a scorer and receiver more as well here down the stretch. So good news there. So Robinson's in there. Chark, if he plays, I think you go there. Johnson's more of a deeper dart throw here. You're not going back to Tyler Eifert. He's touchdown dependent and not interested in Chino or Cole that much here. So hopefully, Chark can return to be that main outside guy to take advantage of a little bit of the Vikings here with Glennon at least being respectable and getting the ball around the field here to uh, produce for the wideouts of the Jaguars. Now, let's. Uh, Look, uh, so it's Robinson and Chark there. For the Vikings, certainly Dalvin Cook. He's in your lineup every week. Avoided another injury scare there against the Panthers. This is the second one he's had. Yeah, that Seahawks game that uh, cost him some time here, but seems to get banged up. But this should be smash bot at home. The the game script should be very favorable for the Vikings in this one. Adam Thielen Thielen, well rested, rested here. Adam Thielen is well-rested here with Justin Jefferson, so they should do their thing. Just don't expect a lot of volume. It might be a little touchdown and big play dependent early before the game gets out of hand here for Kirk Cousins. And I don't like Kirk Cousins all that much because we know the volume is going to be limited, and they're going to run, 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 and go nuts here with Cook if they get ahead. We thought that would happen last week against Carolina. They actually trailed. That helped Cousins value Jefferson's value there without Thielen. But Thielen, good chance to get like a 6 for 60 and a touchdown here before anything happens, and uh, Justin Jefferson could rack up a, certainly another 100-yard game in this one here for the Vikings. So the matchup is good. I just wonder if it's going to be one of those Dalvin Cook smash games where everyone else kind of spectates a little bit, but Kyle Rudolph should be involved at tight end if Irv uh, Smith has to miss another game. So it could be a Vikings beatdown where everyone gets there. start him if you got him there, Thielen, Jefferson, Rudolph, and certainly Cook in the first and foremost in front of that Vikings production this week. The next 1 p.m. game we'll talk about is the Raiders and the Jets. Uh, Hopefully the Raiders can rebound. They're eight-point favorites on the road. 47.5 is the over-under. Let's uh, look at what uh, we have going on with the Raiders. Bad game last week by Derek Carr. He just was lousy. He couldn't get the ball to Darren Waller. He spread the ball around well to the wide receivers. uh, Nelson Aguilar, Henry Ruggs III, Hunter Renfro. But Waller and this team steps into a much better matchup this week. So, Waller certainly is locked in. If you're going to play a receiver, I still think it's Nelson Aguilar. You could take a dart throw chance on Ruggs or Renfro in deeper leagues, especially in PPR leanings. I'd say Renfro is more the PPR and uh, Ruggs is more the standard if you're going to go to deeper league and go there. But Aguilar seems to be the happy medium between those two, seeing some volume and some big play potential. So, again, I expect Carr to rebound. Am I going to be thrilled about playing Carr this week? Probably not. It's going to be etched in my memory how poorly he played on the road against the Falcons. Another poor pass defense last week, but he should rebound. I'm going to temper my expectations if you're going back down the well. With Derek Carr, Waller should certainly rebound. The Jets cannot cover the tight end here. So Aguilar, definitely wide receiver three. Uh, Waller you can look at as a tight end one. Derek Carr, more I'm going to be cautious and go QB two with him this week, but certainly consideration in DFS if you're looking for a rebound game and maybe... The game will uh, take the ownership percentages lower with uh, Carr and that uh, bad taste in the mouth of the Falcons game. So, again, I expect the principals to rebound. We'll look at Josh Jacobs here. He's battling an ankle injury issue. He had some issues down the stretch last year that kept him out. Keep that in mind. He wears down a little bit. They give him a ton of carries and workload. So I don't think it's totally unrelated that at the end of the year he kind of breaks down a little bit. So Devontae Booker, the Jets are actually pretty, pretty good against the run, kind of like the Falcons were last week, and they're a lot more vulnerable against the pass, so that's what teams throw on them all the time, but let's watch the Jacobs-Booker situation. Jacobs in there certainly going to be an RB1. If he's not, Booker certainly has some uh, RB2 potential in this one. If uh, they both go here, we'll see uh, Booker's uh, really not too playable in this one against the Jets. That's assuming too much about the game script in this game after the Raiders uh, laid an egg in Atlanta last week. So there's a look at uh, now uh, a few more games here on the schedule for you. I will still have uh, two more to talk about there in the 1 p.m. Eastern time window. We'll do that in our uh, final segment here. But uh, before we do that, uh, I got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is just the best tasting protein bar ever. That's exactly what it is. And the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser with six new flavors, caramel brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Bar sea, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. This adds to their amazing 12 original flavors. Coconut Almond, Raspberry, German Chocolate, Peanut Butter, Banana Bread, Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, Double Chocolate, Orange, Toffee Almond, Coconut, and Peanut Butter Brownie, if these all sound like desserts, that's what they taste like. Because all bars you get from Bilt Bar are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Bilt Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight and indulge in a delicious treat at the same time. All the bars you get from Bilt Bar are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for anyone on a keto diet. Just take the flavor profile of their Cherry barcia. 17 grams of protein, that's a lot. 130 calories only, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. And... It's easy to get it on Built Bar right now, whatever flavor you like. Uh, you can get a variety pack, you can get one flavor. Whatever you need there, just check it out at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back here to uh, close the show, looking at two more games from week number 13, 1 o'clock window. All right, uh, let's uh, continue here, shall we? With the show, uh, we still have two more games to talk about the one PM window. That would be the Saints Falcons game and the Browns Titans. So two of the better games here that we've saved for the last segment. Uh, but before we do that, I got to tell you that tomorrow's crossover Thursday all across the Locked On NFL Network of podcasts. Check out all the crossovers here with uh, the week thirteen opposing sides. Uh, they uh, give you both sides of every game in depth here to uh, break them down. Uh, so we got you covered here with our team-by-team team podcast. They do a great job crossing over. On Thursday, it's called Crossover Thursday. It's a great way to get a quick breakdown of every game for your fantasy team or your parlay. Crossover Thursday is only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's look at this uh, Saints-Falcons game. The Saints are only three-point favorites after thrashing the Falcons just two weeks ago. But this game is in Atlanta, so that changes things a little bit. Taysom Hill Coming off an easy walkover win against the Broncos, who didn't start a quarterback. We know the Falcons have a quarterback, Matt Ryan. He hasn't been showing and putting up some numbers there. Let's look at the Saints. Taysom Hill's certainly playable. The Falcons' pass defense is terrible. Hill's running, gives him a good floor here. So, yeah, Taysom Hill stays in your lineup here. He's a back end QB1 this week for me, even without the high passing volume necessarily. So keep that in mind. Alvin Kamara, we need him to get going. He's not been the RB1 smash guy For the first two starts with Taysom Hill, I don't know if that changes too much here. The Falcons are pretty good against the run. The first matchup, uh, you didn't have Alvin Kamara catch a pass. So it's been a rough two weeks of Kamara not producing in the passing game. That just doesn't happen. I mean, he's had the touchdown. He had one in the first matchup, and there's a good chance he'll get back there. But... Again, he's got to be Arbitur flex. the way Taysom Hill is operating the offense. It's a lot of downfield throwing, some more Latavius Murray, some more Hill in the red zone. That's all cutting into Kamara a little bit. So interesting that not a lot of checkdowns to help Kamara. You think that with the inexperienced quarterback. But Drew Brees, maybe not having the same type of arm at this point as Hill, is uh, the guy that checks down a lot to Kamara. So Michael Thomas, you're going to play. It's a good matchup. You want a big game from him. You haven't really had that signature Michael Thomas game since he returned here. With like 13 catches and 130 or something like that. I don't think you're going to get it here. But the matchup is good enough here where he's solid at least as a wide receiver 2 for you. So Kamara, RB2 for now. Hopefully he'll turn around and uh, be that RB1 again. Thomas, you drop him down to wide receiver 2. And elsewhere you can't go. Jared Cook and this tight end situation is weird with Josh Hill and Adam Troutman also getting some work here. Troutman basically starting there. So you can't trust it back there. You're not going back to Latavius Murray Well, the Broncos' run defense has been reeling. The Falcons' run defense has been uh, pretty spot on here of late. So Kamar, Thomas Hill, that's the only way you can go with the Saints. You could go with the Saints' defense. They did smash uh last two weeks against the Falcons and Broncos. So a lot of big plays being made here by the Saints and uh, some team to watch here on the road. Now Matt Ryan, don't feel a lot of comfort level with him, especially if Julio Jones missed another game. Simply, when Julio's not there, Matt Ryan is not a good fantasy football quarterback. Now Julio could return, and that could change the aspect of this game. But again, Olamide Zacchaeus had a tie to our toe injury there as well. So that was a big target while Jones was out. And that, that certainly hurt last week when it was field goal fest here with their uh, running success on the ground. They won't run as well this week, so that'll help. Now, if uh, you don't have a Julio, you'll see a little bit of a Hayden Hurst more here, especially if uh, Zacchaeus can't play. So look for that. And uh, a lot of Calvin Ridley, of course, uh, with high target volume, this game, no matter what, and that's uh, keeps him locked in as a wide receiver one. So Matt Ryan, a borderline QB one for me. If you need him, I think I'd feel better about it if Jones was in there. If Jones plays, he's definitely always a wide receiver one, a co-one with Ridley. But Ridley certainly right now has that spot. Hayden Hurst is playable at tight end. Ido Smith, Todd Gurley, who's going to be the healthy back here? It certainly wasn't Brian Hill. Uh, Garley could miss another game with an injury. We'll watch that. Edo Smith, however, steps in a really brutal matchup here against the Saints-Rundy. So you can't go there this week with uh, the Falcons uh, running back, whether it's Gurley or a return here in the lineup for Edith uh, Smith uh, being the feature back. You can't go there. So might be down to just Ridley and Hurst this week if uh, Jones doesn't play for short. Sure. All right, let's uh, close with the marquee game, so to speak, in the 1 p.m. Eastern time window. Yeah, we didn't think this was going to be a marquee game here in Week 13, but it's the 8-3 and three Browns at the 8-3 and three Titans, and we have a nice juicy over-under. This is the highest of the 1 p.m. Eastern time window. It's actually higher than the Jaguars-Vikings game, another weird thing to say as well. But 54 is the number, 5.5-point favorites for Tennessee. So we're expecting some points in this game for sure. So that's something to look at, so... Let's break it down, shall we? Let's look at uh, the Browns in this one. Uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. Chubb is now your RB1. Hunt is in there every week as an RB2 for you uh, with his pass catching. It was a little disappointing and underwhelming last week as Chubb went off, but yeah, that's uh, good news for Chubb. Totally big. Yeah, so you look at that backfield that's locked in here. The Titans are pretty weak against the run. We know that overall. They're weak as a defense as a whole here, so we're expecting some points, so Uh, Chubb and Hunt are locked in there for you this week. Jarvis Landry came back to life last week against the Jaguars, so I think they'll keep targeting him. I think Baker Mayfield is back in a groove. Jarvis Landry was clearly affected there by the hip injury early. Really, that's the only place you can go here because it's a piecemeal here between Kaderil Hodge and Rashard Higgins, a little bit of Austin Hooper who did score last week, but a little uh, tough to go in that direction this week. So definitely you look at the – Browns, and just stick with the principles here, that to me is uh, Chubb, Hunt, and Landry. If you're looking DFS or maybe a bit of a streamer this week, Baker Mayfield coming off a solid uh, 252-like game there against the Jaguars can certainly get the job done this week in the passing game. The touchdowns went to Hooper and Landry, so certainly you could get a touchdown out of Hooper if you need him, but I'm not expecting higher volume other than that here, especially if you're working half or full-point PPR formats this week. Now, Let's look at uh, the other side of things for the Titans. A.J. Brown, I think, has a good spot this week. Miles Garrett is returning, and this is not insignificant here because the Titans do have some issues on the offensive line with Taylor Lewan down for the season at left tackle. So Garrett has been out the last couple weeks here, so that could help a little bit. This run defense has been pretty good, but they also don't have Denzel Ward probably for another week on the back end. So that certainly opens things up here for the receivers of the Titans. So A.J. Brown and uh, one... uh, Corey Davis should have uh, solid games here. Davis has been good more times than not. He's had a couple clunkers, but otherwise, he's been pretty solid working off Brown this season. Uh, they've uh, used more tight end uh, abilities to block, and they might get some help again with these two tight end sets with uh, Jonah Smith and uh, Anthony Ferkser to help uh, Davis and Brown get it out on routes and help... Uh, Ryan Tannehill throw the ball downfield here so it'll be something interesting to watch to see how much the Titans get rolling like they did down the stretch last year you look at this the Browns team, pretty good against the run, but Derrick Henry, this is his time to shine, he can still pound on this team, he's gonna roll they're gonna do some motion, get him available to uh, run, so I'm not expecting the massive smash game he had against the Colts and that uh, depleted defense last week as the Browns get Garrett back, but Again, Derrick Henry is still a good bet uh, for going over 100 yards, uh, probably 120-25 at least from scrimmage this week, and a good shot at uh, one touchdown or more for the Titans, so I do like uh, Tannehill as well if you need him. This point total is pretty high. He should uh, do some good work off the running game like he did last week with Brown and uh, running in a touchdown there to get in the fun. I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to put up a Troika again, so I would expect this game to be higher scoring than people think, so. Again, yeah, to recap here, Landry, Chubb, and Hunt. If you need a Hooper, if you need Mayfield, you could go there with the Browns. If it's the Titans, uh, you're looking at A.J. Brown locked in as a wide receiver one. Corey Davis is a wide receiver three. Derek Henry is the ultimate RB1. And Ryan Tannehill certainly has some value this week as a back-end QB1. And uh, Jonah Smith also, if you need him, he still could uh, slip in and score a touchdown easily. So, basically, start him if you got him to some degree of reason here. And I just don't like the defenses at all in this critical AFC matchup as the Titans try to stay in first place in the AFC South and the Browns try to uh, strengthen their wild card position here in 2020. So there you have it. There's a breakdown now of all the games in the 1 p.m. window of week number 13 in the NFL. Don't forget, we have to talk about all the late games uh, on uh, tomorrow's show. We'll get a little bit more clarity with the Raven Steelers results. So we'll break that down for you tomorrow as well, that uh, that Wednesday special game there. Good luck if you need something in that one to uh, help you come through on week 12. But as for week 13, Matchup Wednesday, this has been Vinny Iyer. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for week 13, Matchup Thursday.